A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Listening to how the fight was won, following Talksport's live and exclusive coverage of Khan versus Brook. Kel Brook won the fight in the sixth round in a thrilling fight. After a decade of failed attempts, scuppered by ego and disrespect, it's finally happening. A feud bored by public recollection of their formative years, disrespect gave birth to hatred as they both hit the world summit. Paths often looked sure to cross. Instead. Heavy defeats to pound-for-pound greats diminish the abilities. Now, in the twilight, the desire for one last dance left them with one obvious option. This isn't business, this is personal. And tonight, we settle it. Welcome to Manchester, as Amir Khan and Kelbrook aim to claim eternal bragging rights. This is Fight Night Live on TalkSport. I know they're saying now they've got no appetite for it, they wouldn't want to see it, it's been going on for 10 years, they should have done it eight years ago. It's not my fault the fight's not happening. He don't want the fight, listen. I want the fight, I want to shut him up and I'll move on. I will fight Calbrook and I will beat Calbrook if it comes down to it. And the, the world knows that. I'm a better fighter, I'm a stronger fighter. I came to Eddie and I signed a deal with your promotional company. I've got closer to you, so I'm chasing you. Remember that. I don't care what people say, I know if that fight's made, people will watch it. I think that fight can happen, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's a fight I'd love to have. Maybe in the future that fight is something that could be made. It has been difficult. Every time, you know, goalposts are being changed, mind games are going on, neither fighter would sit in the room with each other. We've had a few things over the years. We don't know if it's a publicity stunt or if we does actually want it. In the end, we got all the parties on the same page and we made sure that it was in the UK and that was important. It's in Manchester. Both fighters have made enough money now and for them, it, this was about legacy and uh, a comp- there's been this talk for a very, very long time. It's time for me to put him in his place, and I could not leave the sport without having this fight because I'll, everyone would have said, What would have happened? They're going to get fireworks, they get chocolate brownies, they're going to get drama, they're going to get wobbly legs from him. It's all going to be happening. I've never trained this hard. I looked like when I was back 23, 24. I've never been in this shape before. And that's all hard work because I really, really need to win this fight. Sweet Mother Mary and the Orphans, it is finally happening. Ten years in the making, but we can say tonight Amir Khan will fight 
Kelbrook, and he's going down in Manchester. Live and exclusive and free commentary here it's on TalkSport. I'm Adam Catterall, pleasure as always to be in your company to get you as close as we possibly can to the action. And always a pleasure to be with my right-hand man, the one, the only, Gareth A. Davies. Gareth, you must have lost count about the amount of articles that you have written over that decade, thinking that you just might get these two in the ring. Well, tonight, it all comes to a climax here in Manchester. Well, weirdly, even as I walked over to this brilliant arena, which has kind of cascading sides and an amazing atmosphere we've been for Ricky Hatton and Kostya Zhu in the past, so many amazing fight nights. I just had that moment where I thought, is someone going to pull out with an injury tonight? But they aren't, they're here with, they're, they're almost arrived. This is a generational fight. It caps an era. Both men are well past their prime. But there is so much grudge. There is so much dislike for each other. And we've really seen it come to a head this week. They are both big, big boxing names in this country. They are mainstream stars. Finally, they will take that lonely walk. And one man will walk away with a legacy fight tonight, while the other is going to have to hear about it for the next decade, Adam. But it's a car crash fight. There are so many imponderables. No one can really pick who's going to win. It's going to be dramatic, thrilling, and I hope it's epic. I hope it's epic too. Listen, the who's who of the sporting world, the entertainment world, you name it, they are here in Manchester, and you are going to hear them with us throughout the next few hours on TalkSport. Just a little bit of order of service. We've got a few other fights to get through this evening as well. Hot prospects in the super lightweight division. Adam Azim will be taking on Jordan Ellison. That'll be the first fight that you hear live and exclusive and free on TalkSport. Fraser Clark makes his long-awaited uh, professional debut in the heavyweight division. We've got a world title fight for Natasha Jonas. Will it be third time looking for her as she takes on former world champion Chris Namus uh, in the super welterweight division? And then at the top of the bill, the cherry on top of the cake is, of course, Amir Khan taking on Kel Brook. Now then, we've got to give a little bit of a, a backstory to this because I'm fully conscious that loads of people that are listening to us here on TalkSport have just been tuning in for the exclusive commentary of Manchester City and Tottenham. And you might be one of those that only comes to the big events when the boxing is on. This is genuine bad blood. There's loads of bad blood situations in the world of boxing that can be manufactured in order to sell pay-per-views. But Gareth, this is genuine. And as I said, right at the start of the show, this is born out of their formative years. One guy went off down the Olympic route. One guy did it the hard way. A bit of jealousy, a bit of disrespect, turned into a bit of hatred, and they genuinely now don't like each other. Yeah, you could almost say the rivalry goes back 20 years when they were both in the, the British amateur setup. And I think, you know, we've had amazing rivalries in Britain. Lennox Lewis, and Frank Bruno, Carl Froch and, and George Groves that went to Wembley with 80,000 people in the stadium. David Hay and Derek Chisora, after their brawl in Munich, they fought at Upton Park, of course, just before the Olympic Games in 2012. David Hay knocked him out, but they went on to become friends and David Hay managed Derek Chisora brilliantly in the end. But I just suspect with these two, the rivalry will not end when one man is either knocked out or one man's hand is raised tonight because there is so much animosity between them. I don't see these two being friends. I hope I'm wrong, but look, they're earning millions of pounds tonight. They're both 
uh, very adept prize fighters. They've both been world champions. They're past their best, but this is the fight that has seen one man go to Las Canarias, Calbrook, and the other man join forces as one of his nemeses, Terence Crawford and Brian McIntyre, to try and get himself into a place. I'm so nervous to get himself into a place where he knows that he will not carry nerves in there. Amir Khan's chin is fragile. Calbrook, how much does he have left in the tank? They're both so vastly experienced. But you know what? They might even be really cagey with each other tonight, Adam, because there is so much to lose, as well as earning money. There is so much to lose. These are fighters with huge pride, massive egos, and we've seen all of that this week. Well, these are welterweights that have been there, done it, and got the T-shirt at the very, very highest level, representing Great Britain, and a young man that is coming through, and obviously, in the next 12 months or so, we hope that he's going to be doing a very, very similar thing. Part of our commentary team this evening, is the one, the only destroyer himself, Mr. Connor Ben. Connor, welcome to Manchester. How are you, sir? I'm good, mate. How are you? Very well indeed. Great to have you alongside us. Um, I am sure that over the years you have spoken to your father about um, his bad blood uh, rivalries that he had yeah. throughout the course of his career. I'm sure there's going to be some for you as you uh, as you progress in your career as well. But what, as a young man, do you remember? from your father, Nigel's time, with Chris, because me as a kid, watching them signing contracts on TV was absolutely captivating. Well, you've got to remember, he retired when I was born, so this is before my time. All I can go off is YouTube and, and watching the the rivalry, the beef. It was genuine, like tonight is. It's, it was genuine. It, it was no acting, it was raw emotion. And it's exactly the same with, with tonight, so I'm really excited about the grudge matches. But what does Dad say at home about Chris Eubank? Come on, spill the yeah, beans. Spill the beans. You know, I think he loves Chris, to be honest, because without Chris, where would he be? Where would each of them be? They both come together. They're both two completely different characters. Yeah. Do they still see eye to eye now? Highly doubt it. They Could argue I over a sandwich, I hear, when they're on tour together. Oh, that ain't half of it, mate. You know, my dad used to say, I was going so well, I was going so well. After two shows, he's going, no, mate, I ain't doing this again. <laughs> The thing is, that's an interesting point that you point out. These guys are obviously in the heat of the bad blood right now. And hopefully, as Gareth pointed out, five, ten years from now, once all this is done and dusted, they'll actually appreciate each other because they've needed each other, kind of, for this latter stage of their career narrative. Oh, of course, financially. <laughs> most definitely. They're going to they're gonna be loving each other after this fight once they see the figures in their bank account. But I think it's more than that tonight for them. I do really think this is personal. I don't think it's about making up the numbers. I think them two having this rivalry for so long has been marinating for so long. Who would win? Who wouldn't win? It's still the same 50-50 fight now it was 10 years ago. It's just a matter of who got what left, in my opinion. But I'm really excited for this one. Obviously, me being a worldweight and fighting on both their undercards, when Khan fought Vargas, when Kelbrook fought Golovkin, now watching them two square up and have it in the ring. I'm very excited. I'm sitting here as a fan. How many times have you changed your mind this week of uh, how this fight's going to play out? Oh, mate, up and down, <laughs> up and down, up and down. It's <laughs> impossible to call because of the imponderable, so is I wouldn't say impossible to call. I'm leaning more towards Khan because that at Kel's attributes would have been heavily in his favour 10 years ago. Timing, accuracy, finishing instinct, whereas I still believe Khan's got the engine to outwork Brook. His punch vulnerability has always been there, whether he can take a shot, so that ain't going anywhere. But has Brooks still got the timing that he once had? Yeah. Has he got the finishing skills he once had? These are questions of what, more so what Kel's got left, in my opinion, over Khan. 
We're going to find out a little later on. And the man calling that through with Connor this evening is Andy Clark. Andy, um, we've been lucky enough to be ringside recently for some absolute monster fights. And yes, we're not billing this as best against the best in the welterweight division on a world level right now, and are elite against elite compared to these two guys' uh, past skills. But it most certainly is a 50-50 clash, and we've only just got to walk around Manchester throughout the course of the week to, to, just to see the type of magnitude that this fight still carries now in 2022. If anything, I think it's better now than it might have been five or six years ago. It doesn't have the same relevance, you're right, on the global scale. People around the world aren't necessarily going to be talking about it in the way that they would have done previously because it would have been for a world title. But this rivalry is festered down the years, hasn't it? It's festered. People talk about them maturing and, and, and marinating. It hasn't done that. It's been like this big rancid putrid boil just bubbling away and tonight it explodes you're laughing but tonight it's going to explode and we are right on the apron i can reach out and touch it without even moving my feet we are going to get showered in it bile and bad blood we're going to get soaked in it and i'm so here for it i have been ever since this fight was made now there is an excited man is there not i mean look at the descriptions that he is using to to paint the pictures of this fight a rancid putrid boil that is going to explode all over your airways this evening you're listening to how the fight was won following Talksport's live and exclusive coverage of khan versus brook kel brook won the fight in the sixth round in a thrilling fight Welcome back to How the Fight Was Won following TalkSport's live and exclusive coverage of Khan versus Brook. Kel Brook won the fight in the sixth round in a thrilling fight. Right, let's go down ringside, Gareth A. Davis. Hello, I'm here ringside. I'm next to Edison Cavani. Buenas tardes, señor. Podemos hablar un poco en español. Ven aquí un momento, por favor. I'm with, I'm with Edison Cavani. No, no, la radio, no? Hablamos en la radio. Um, I'm with, here with Edison Cavani. Um, you're a fan of boxing and you're here for Chris Namos tonight? Sí, no, no, no soy fan del boxeo, pero bueno, vengo a apoyar a, a Chris, yeah. estar aquí para darle mucho ánimo y esperemos que pueda hacer una gran pelea. Edison is saying that, you know, he's not a massive boxing fan, but obviously because he's Uruguayan as well, he's here to support Chris Namos tonight and he thinks the atmosphere is amazing. ¿Y cómo es el, el fútbol en Inglaterra? ¿Te gusta, no? Sí, es una liga increíble. La verdad que es algo, es algo muy lindo jugar aquí, competir aquí. Bueno, hoy me toca de este lado venir a apoyar a, a otra uruguaya, así que vamos a mirar boxeo y, y apoyar el boxeo de hoy. Gracias, muchas gracias, señor. Uh, and Edison saying that it's uh, it's brilliant playing football in uh, in Britain. Obviously, he plays for Manchester United. It's a very special place, a very special league, and it's a special night for him to come and see Chris Namos, a fellow Uruguayan, fight tonight. Thank you. Gracias. About this frankly magnificent work from Gareth A. Davis, just when I think he can't rise any further in wow. my estimation, he manages to pull something out of his back pocket. Wonderful stuff, Edison Cavani. I believe, check this out, boys. Gareth Davis is out and about with his microphone again, and he's going to be speaking to the godfather of rock and roll from this town, Noel Gallagher. Yeah, I am with the godfather of rock and roll from this town. We've got boxing legends in here tonight, and we have the music legend himself. Noel, you've been here on many occasions because you're a big fight fan, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, oh, well, are we all, yeah. Yeah. You've been here for many Ricky Hatton fights. I remember you in Vegas for his fights. Yeah, I carried Ricky's belt out in Vegas and been here for a few nights and done shows here with Oasis on myself, yeah. What do you think about Khan and Brook? You couldn't miss it, presumably, because you followed their careers. 
Yeah, um, two relatively local lads, you know, I mean, from up north, and kind of looked at my schedule and was like, I'm going to go out, I'll have a bit of that tonight. And uh, funnily enough, I just checked into an hotel. Kel's staying in the next room next door. So I just, I just seen him, he was in bed actually, relaxing, he looked great and he was all relaxed and looking happy and uh, it should be a great night. Has it swung your view on who might win tonight then? Uh, you can't call it. You can't. Everybody, I've been listening to you on the radio and everybody else saying, we'll only know when it starts. And I think Kel comes out swinging and catches him early, it'd be like that, but if he doesn't catch him early, he might get frustrated, so we don't know which is why we're all here. It's so weird, isn't it, when there's so many imponderables, we get older and older and we watch the fathers of guys we watch box become friends. I wonder if these two will ever become friends. I hope so. But, you know, it looks, it looks real for Kel. Amir doesn't really look to care that much about it, but it depends who wins. And it depends how they win. Exactly. If, if it's a disputed split decision, nobody wants that. But if it's a definitive win, then the other one's got to wear it, and that's the end of it. We were talking to Conor Ben, who's part of our commentary Go team. Go Tottenham, 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 Tottenham. Uh, that, that Derek Chisora has just turned up over my shoulder, <laughs> lifted me up, and I'm upset. Yeah. I'm upset. With me. We'll talk about this later. He's my mate, by the way. I, I, I'm glad he is. I'm glad. He, no, we were talking to Conor Ben about how for Cal. All the things he's wanted that Amir's always achieved, like the, the Olympic stardom as a teenager and, you know, being a British Pakistani Muslim, being a superstar, you know, all the things achieved in boxing and as a personality as well, that he, Kel can take his soul tonight. And that's what yeah, yeah, warriors yeah. do with each other. Yeah, well, Kel, well, Kel's been after it for, for the best part of his career. And tonight's the night. And it's the moment of truth. And if he does it, fair play to him because he said he's been going to do it for years and if he does it fair play to him i just hope it's definitive no matter what it's great you're here thanks for your time thank you, brother thank Cheers. you very much there he is Noel gallagher speaking to gareth day davies and then they got bombed by uh, derek chisora who wanted to talk about the football result two minutes ago listen that's the type of night that we are bringing you here on TalkSport. It's Fight Night Live from Manchester. Listen, the atmosphere is tremendous and hopefully you're enjoying the coverage that we're providing for you uh, here on TalkSport this evening. Uh, if you are a new customer to TalkSport, you've downloaded the app maybe for the first time and you're sampling a little bit of Fight Night Live. We do this every single Saturday night. We bring you the very best fights and when the very best fights aren't on, we give you the very best fight sports conversation. So come and join us every Saturday night uh, from 10 o'clock. And one of those types of conversations are a little bit like what you're going to experience now, because Gareth Day Davies is with Jamie Carragher. I am with Jamie Carragher, and I've forgotten your name. Uh, they call me Big Meeks. Big Mika Richards, it's Mika Richards. Mika Richards. Get on, yeah, Mika Richards. It is, it is. I've gotten to move over. Yeah. I said, what are you doing, big boy? Get out of my seat. No, I'm here with Jamie and Mika. Look. Guys, it's a special atmosphere when we have big fights like this in Manchester, isn't it, Jamie? And we've been waiting so long for this. It was always going to be a great atmosphere whenever this fight happened. And there's been so much excitement, not just in Manchester, but up and down the country. Delighted to see the two together. Can't wait for it to get going. You two both know about big derbies, and it gets special things out of each other, doesn't it? And I hope Amir Khan and Kelbrook get something special out of themselves tonight. Yeah, it's gone a little bit personal at times, but... I think, a little bit. I think that's just the passion of the sport. I'm not particularly a massive boxing, but I could see all the interviews, all the build-up. This one's personal. And let's hope they all get it in the ring tonight because I think we're going to see a special fight. 
Jamie, you never went on too long. You retired at the right time. I think that's right, isn't it? Um, yeah. But um, these guys, we know they're past their prime, but they're in similar states of decline in a weird way. And we're here for a, a weird kind of car crash fight tonight. We're all rubbernecking. We hope they're going to make it special. But how do you see it at this age for them at 35, former world champions, both household names in British boxing. How do you see it happening tonight? Well, two legendary figures, as you said, in British boxing, both won world titles, had great careers, but this fight they've been waiting for so long, there's animosity between the two. And I, when you talk about them not being at the best, I just think the two of them will just be trying to get each other out of there as quickly as possible. So I'll be very surprised if it goes around past six rounds. Completely agree with you, but the other thing is, as we know, Mr. Richards, there are so many imponderables in this fight, anything could happen. Yeah, I just think because there's boxing under the sport, but because it's been personal, I just think they're going to go for it. I think all technique could go out the window tonight. And we might just see a, a, a slugging match, but it makes... Like Hearns. Yeah, it, it really could be, but um, I respect both fighters. I respect what it takes to get to this level, and hopefully we see a good one. I'm going to give you your seat back, gentlemen. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much. Thanks, legends. Gareth Thanks, Topman. There you go. Mika Richards and Jamie Carragher uh, catching up with Gareth Day Davies. Listen, I'm just going to let this play out, right? I think Derek Chisora is actually coming over here to get crash our desk. I'm going to stay out of the way because he's at it with everybody this evening, this Derek. The who's who of world boxing, the who's who of the entertainment world and the sporting world are all in attendance here, and we are getting you as close as we possibly can to the action. Still to come tonight, Amir Khan taking on Kelbrook. Natasha Jonas in the ring shortly to take on Chris Namas in the super welterweight world title. Will it be third time lucky for Natasha Jonas? As you can hear in the background, the music is starting to ring around this famous old arena. The dulcet tones of a famous band. This particular song, a song penned by a man that is in actual attendance this evening. I'm going to shut up for a second. Let's take this in because the crowd are going to sing the living daylights out of it. Here we go. Oh my days, it's party mode. I don't know where I am. Am I at a fight or am I uh, in a, on a stag doing Benidorm? It's absolutely tremendous, the atmosphere, and I'm sure that atmosphere is starting to filter through to your speakers right now. It's Fight Night Live. No disrespect to everything that has come before this. We've had the entrees now. Time for the main course. We have been marinating this meat for about 10 years, and it's about to go down right in front of our very eyes. If you can't be with us this evening, don't worry. You have got the next best seat in the house by listening to Talk Sport. We are going to call you all the way through this fight. The DJ has found his power cord and cracked up a little bit of Neil Diamond. And Kelbrook is now on my screen, making his way to the top of the ramp to start his ring wall. That'll happen momentarily, but for the meantime, turn your radio up. listening to how the fight was won following TalkSport's live and exclusive coverage of Khan versus Brook. Kel Brook won the fight in the sixth round in a thrilling fight.
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to How the Fight Was Won following TalkSports Live and exclusive coverage of Khan versus Brook. Kel Brook won the fight in the sixth round in a thrilling fight. As the lights go down in the AO Arena here in Manchester, you know what's about to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Are you ready? Let's get this party started! Now making his entrance to the ring, the special one. So for the thousands in attendance, 
and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! We are back with you because we don't want you to be missing out on what you've been waiting for for the last 10 years. Fight Night Live on TalkSport in Manchester. Slight delays as Amir Khan makes Kelbrook wait in the middle of the ring before they get their final instructions. OK, guys, remember, you've had your instructions. Remember, be my commands at all time. Defend yourselves at all time. God bless. Let's do it. Touch gloves. Touch some. Touch. They touch gloves reluctantly. Ten years of talk and it all comes down to this. Bragging rights on the line. Will it be speed? Will it be timing? You're about to find out. Live and free commentary of Amir Khan versus Kelbrook is exclusive to TalkSport and calling you through the action here in Manchester is Conor Ben. But first, Andy Clark. And the scene that we never thought we would see set has been. Amir Khan emerging from that red corner just saying a few final prayers. There goes the bell, Victor Lachlan. The third man in the ring, both of these two now wearing white grand gloves, brooking red and shimmering gold, and they can't in white and gold. Brook taking the centre of the ring, just fainting with that front foot, looking to try and pop off a jab early on. Ame Khan mirroring those movements, gets caught with the left hand there from Brook as Khan was just looking to try and close that distance a little bit and find his way in, the Sheffield man at the moment holding that centre, Khan looks to get in quickly and use those rapid, rapid hands that he's always had but Brook managing to stay out of the way again there, just moving off to his left-hand side and looking to try and shoot that jab, these two a study in concentration as the crowd looks to try and lift them Khan just looking at referee Victor Lachlan there, he felt that the heads maybe came together on the inside, a minute down, Conor Ben, your early thoughts? Because you can definitely tell the hand speed's there from Khan. You can see Brooks just buying his time. Khan's really letting his hands go now. He's looking for the right uppercut there, Amir Khan. The straight right had just come whistling through before that. I don't think it landed exactly clean, but he was full of intent there. When he gets those feet in, he looks to get those punches off. It's what he's always done and then looks to try and get back out. How long can he do that for? That really is the question. We don't know how much these two have got left, and they don't know either. Just past the midway point of the round, Khan again, just rushing his work slightly there to the right-hand side of the ring, snatching at those punches a touch. Brook, nice and composed, looking for the jab. It's Khan who's certainly thrown more in this round so far. Oh, trouble in the opening round here the legs just stiffened the way to the right hand side of the ring a minute remaining and Brook is prowling looks to lead off with a left hook couldn't quite find it Khan gives him a rueful smile and maybe those legs are just back underneath him but he was caught there and he was hurt 45 seconds remaining in the round Khan just trying to chop down with a right Brook looks for a right hand again trouble again there, backed up to the ropes, but fires back with a right hand to the body of Cal Brook, but you saw the 
those knees loosen again and Amit Khan is on shaky legs here. 25 seconds remaining in the round. This has been a big round for Kel Brook. He hasn't got the knockdown though. Khan again looks like he's about to go down any second. Uppercut there for a Brook, followed by a big right hand. Back comes Amir Khan. Unbelievable stuff at the Manchester Arena. Kel Brook just grins. A sickly, devilish grin at Amir Khan as the final seconds of the round tick down. Referee Victor Lundlin has to get between wow. the pair of them and order them back to their corners. What a start. Wow, wow, wow. What a fight. What a fight so far. Oh, mate, I'm, I'm gassed for this one. So many of the things that we spoke about and we saw all those things in that round. The speed of Amir Khan, the precision of Calbrook, but he caught him there. Calbrook is that devilish grin. He's got total control of this fight right now, apart think, from the fact that Amir Khan is a wounded tiger. I, I, I think the first round says a lot about how the fight's going to play out. I believe when you set your mark like that, Khan's going to be very cautious, more hesitant. Brooks' timing is obviously still there. You're listening to Fight Night Live on TalkSport. We are heading into the third round of our main event. The bad blood battle between Amir Khan and Kel Brook. So Khan with a much better round in that second. And he gets up close there with Brook, got him in a little bit of a headlock and then maybe tried to give him one round the back of the head. Brook didn't like it, steps in with a big combination. The right hand made contact and again Amir Khan didn't look particularly solid there, but he's still on his feet. Left followed by right from Brook. Khan tries to backpedal. Final 10 seconds of the round. Amir Khan is in trouble again here. Big attack here from Cal Brook. Amir Khan just listing into the ropes. He's on the receiving end, he's desperately trying to hang on. He ended up down on the knee, but it wasn't called as a knockdown. Referee Victor Lockland decided he was pushed down to a knee there, Amir Khan. He was probably winning that round up until the final 20 seconds, and then Kelbrook unleashed hell. Talking about tossing and turning, mate, this is a proper fight. I'm on the edge of my seat, so I'm, I'm up, down, up, down, up, down. I don't know what I want to win either. So into the fifth we go, just watching a replay there between rounds of a crashing right hand that Kelbrook got through with, but Amir Khan managed to take it. When he's landing Kelbrook here, you can just see it take something away from that energy bar of Amir Khan. Good one too there from Brook. Beautiful Chris punching, follows it up with a left hand. Amir Khan is just standing in the danger zone here. He's back in trouble here, Khan. Heading up towards the midway point of the round, but somehow again, he's managing to stay on his feet. And Brook is giving it everything here. On the ropes right up above us. Uppercut followed by a right hand. And Khan really just looking to survive, but there's an awfully long way to go in the round. Brook just looking for one more. That right cross didn't quite land, and Khan with a good bit of defensive work there, just spinning away managing to avoid the gloves of the Sheffield fighter who's been very economical so far. It's a big, big round again there for Kel Brook on my card. I've got him four rounds to, to one up, and he's in trouble here, Amir Khan, certainly. But as we've been saying all along, you just don't know how long Kel Brook can do this for. But what I will say is that Amir Khan, is, listen, he's vulnerable, he's not hurting Kel. 
and Kelly's just walking through everything that is coming back his way. You're listening to How the Fight Was Won, following TalkSport's live and exclusive coverage of Khan versus Brook. Kel Brook won the fight in the sixth round in a thrilling fight. Welcome back to How the Fight Was Won, following TalkSport's live and exclusive coverage of Khan versus Brook. Kel Brook won the fight in the sixth round in a thrilling fight. You're listening to Fight Night Live on TalkSport. We're heading into round six. Khan versus Brook and Amir Khan in trouble again here, right at the start of the round. Kel Brook swinging for the fences. Right hand into the body. Khan just up above us. Feet away, slipping, sliding, bobbing, weaving, trying to get a hold of Kel Brook. He's looking to hug him tight. But Brook disengages and looks for that right hand, doesn't quite land it this time. Huge uppercut there from Brook, and this could be the round, I think, that he closes the show because there's two and a half minutes remaining. And Amit Khan is taking a beating. Bowman, Brian McIntyre in the opposite corner, the Khan corner, isn't up on the apron, but he's got the towel in his right hand. He's having a good look at this. Kel Brook pursuing Amit Khan, and the referee has stopped it. Victor Lofton has stopped the fight and saved Amir Khan from himself. It needed doing. And Kel Brook has won this battle of bad blood. The longest-running feud in British boxing has been settled. And it is Kel Brook who is hoisted onto the shoulders of his trainer, Dominic Ingle, and paraded around the ring from the first round onwards he got to Amir Khan and from that point after a little bit of a rally in the second he just could not turn the tide Amir Khan I don't think he's happy about the fact that the fight was stopped by the referee but that's just a fighter's pride because Brian McIntyre as I said he had the towel in his hand I don't think he was going to let that go on much longer we said before this that we didn't know what these two had left. We said that we expected it to be guns blazing right from the very start, and it was absolutely that. That is a big, big performance from Kelbrook because, and I don't want to be disrespectful to Amir Khan because he's been magnificent down the years. I've got huge admiration for him, but that was a beatdown. For want of a better phrase, he got absolutely battered. And you're right in what you're saying there, Andy. He has been magnificent over the years. He's, of course, going to be absolutely heartbroken. Do you know something? Victor Lachlan deserves an awful lot of credit there. Fantastic, fantastic refereeing. People have come to this arena for blood. There's no doubt about that. They wanted to see a conclusive ending. They wanted to see somebody get knocked spark out, as they've been talking about it throughout the course of the week. I'll tell you something. I just want to stop what I'm saying because this is magnificent. Amir Khan, Kelbrook are now embracing each other in the corner. They're having a little bit of a chat back and forth. And it seems to be that the bad blood, for the time being anyway, is absolutely quashed. On Victor Lachlan, fantastic referee, and you can get carried away in a moment like that. You can continue and get carried away with what the fans are after. He was primarily concerned about the health and safety of a fighter, and he pulled Amir Khan out at the right time. That was only going one way, gentlemen. He was going to end up flat on his face, and I think that that was a fantastic, fantastic piece of refereeing. One of the great things about what's happened tonight is 
I think when Amir Khan was at his peak and Kel Brook was at his peak, I think we would have seen a very similar fight because we saw their styles tonight and this is always the way people thought that Kel Brook four, five, six years ago when he was at his peak would have beaten Amir Khan. Timing the speed as it came in and finding a way of halting Amir Khan, breaking him down and as he did tonight, he didn't stop him but he just stopped all the rushes and he, I just thought he was brilliant tonight. His timing, his precision, his efficiency, his patience and maybe his sportsmanship at the end there as yep, well. Absolutely, he's held himself in high regard there all week to be fair. I mean, they're both now touching gloves, they're both congratulating each other's corners. Listen, this is what we want to see. We want to yes. see Conor Ben get in the ring, but Ben Shalom won't let him, of course. <laughs> Conor's actually asking the promoter if he can get himself in the ring, he wants a little piece of the pie. No, you, you're working here, down here with us right now, yeah, listen, the fight's over. For those just tuning in on TalkSport Fight Night Live, the bad blood has been quashed. Stopped in the sixth round, Kelbrook is the victor. And from the very first round, he put some serious manners on Amir Khan. Amir had a good rally in the second, probably just nicking that on the judges' scorecards. But from the end of the third, it was one-way traffic. The bigger, stronger, beautiful timing from Kelbrook. He took care of his old adversary, and he has stolen the bragging rights. Andy, just watching a couple of uh, pieces of the replay now as we're watching back there. The story all week was, who's got what left? Now, of course, you can only judge on the opponent that he has just faced. It's quite evident that Amir Khan, it's gone. It's not there anymore. He isn't at the levels that we, we all prayed that he would be at for this evening. And it's hard, really, to judge where Kel Brook is currently at, given the fact that Amir Khan has slid so, so hugely from what he once used to be. It is. It's very difficult to to judge that performance by any other yardstick other than the fact that it was plenty good enough to beat the man in front of him tonight and that's what this was always all about it was about the title of each other to use the phrase they employed about Ali Frazier back in the day it was that personal that really was all the motivation that either of them needed and he hurt him in the first round and he hurt him early in the first round and that void is confidence Kel Brook it just filled him full of belief that he was going to win this fight and for Amir Khan mentally what does that do to you and the fact that he managed to hang in there and at no point was he knocked down that is some effort because the leg stiffened what eight nine times probably during the course of that fight but then in that sixth round he got him going so early in the round he knew that he just couldn't possibly see it through to the end. Gareth called it before the start of the round that the corner probably weren't going to want to see too much more of that. They needed to see something from Khan to suggest that he could turn things around. But Kel Brook was just unstoppable tonight, absolutely unstoppable. And the cheers now going up around the arena for Kel Brook, who was booed on his way in. The way that he's conducted himself post-fight, of course, the celebrations were there, that's what we wanted to see. All that pent-up aggression for the last 10 years, he's most certainly earned that opportunity. But to see him shake hands with Amir Khan, to make sure that he was all right, that is the story of the sport. And I thought that that was absolutely top class uh, from, uh, from uh, Kel Brook, who, by the way, right now, is talking to Ben Shalom, who has just been talking to Conor Ben. What are you up to, you? Are you I was you, talking about what the fight. I'm are you spoiling for a fight? <laughs> Listen, I'll get in there now. 
I'm just Ladies up for it, mate. I'm absolutely buzzing for Kel, by the way. I'm absolutely buzzing for him. Idols to rivals. That's all it is. You know, it's nothing but respect for Khan and Brooke from my end, but obviously I want to challenge myself against those who claim to be the best in Britain. By TKO, the fighting pride of Sheffield, England. The special one, Said, the credit that he can take out of that fight, and you, can, and you touched upon it in commentary, Andy, he refused to go down. He was clipped several times, especially in that first round. Those big left hands were landing flush on the temple and the chin, and he was hurt on several occasions. He refused to go. And on a few occasions, Connor, and I'm sure this obviously whetted your appetite, he actually just went, do you know something? If I'm going, I'm going to go. So let's have it. Let's just let's just go. And the referee kind of stopped that scenario, but it was the attitude of Amir Khan that we'll always remember there. He was prepared to go out on the shield. Do you know what? And that's exactly what he done. I mean, he started well, but then Brooks started just landing his shots and you know he started letting them go. He found home for every single shot he threw. So you've got to say credit to Khan for staying up and, and not going down and really going out on his shield. If you want to talk about going out on your shield, you know, watch this fight and watch how Khan, you know, took it. Um but you could see Khan slowing down later on towards the fight. You could see that Brooks' shots were having a toll on him. And, you know, shout out to Brooke. Done, done an unbelievable job. But, you know, I'm just sitting here think, licking my lips thinking, you know, I want that fight. That's, that's all I keep thinking. You calm down, you. Right, listen, um, Gareth, from, uh, from a sporting point of view, we talked about it in the build-up, that it did maybe boil over a touch too far this week. Um, with the slurs that they had at the press conference and what have you. There was genuine animosity, genuine bad blood between these two guys, more so from Kel's point of view uh, to Amir. The way that these men ended this. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We've got a conclusive ending to this particular battle. We also seem to get conclusive ending to, to the beef that whatever was between them in the ring at the end with the embrace. And for everybody that is connected to this sport, it's what we really wanted to see, isn't it? Yeah, it's final, it's settled. We know who the bragging rights go to. We don't need to see a second fight. 
I've always maintained that at their peak, Kel Brook would have done this to Amir Khan. It would have been a more, it'd probably been a longer fight. He might have got, there, there were times tonight when I saw Amir Khan, it reminded me of being there ringside when he fought Marcus Maidana and he was going to come through and come hard later on. Um, or oh, he could put Maidana down early, but he survived a torrid kind of 10th and 11th round in that fight, but came back and won on points. Um, I thought he didn't, you mentioned it, Khan didn't really put a dent in Kel. Kel had, you could see that Kel utterly respected his power. He covered up and shielded brilliantly when they were in the clinch. I thought it was a very, very fine performance. And I leave that performance thinking, do you know what? Maybe Kel Brook does give Conor Ben a hiding. I'm not going to say that to you. Hang on. Yeah, hang on. Oh, no, hold on a minute. <laughs> hold on a minute. I'm leaving. <laughs> no, I, I think, do you know what? There's a good fight there. Conor Ben wanted to get in the ring afterwards. Kel Brook is there being interviewed by Sky at the moment. I'm going to try and the thing is, find him for us. He's in his dressing room. The thing is, right, on that, and, and I know that obviously Conor will want to speak about this for a second. This guy here struggles for 147. You've got big things to achieve at 147, yes? Yeah, but that's fine. But at the end of the day, the big domestics are what we want. The Josh Kelly, who messed up. Who's there now for me? Who can I really test myself against? Who claims to be the best in Britain? He's still sharp, he's still got it, he's still got his time, he's still got his accuracy, and that just shown tonight. Now that makes the fight again more realistic. I fight him at 150, it don't bother me, it really doesn't bother me or me or my team. It really don't. Are you not tied into DAZN and Eddie Hearn? I'm tied into DAZN, but listen, I'll leave that with him. It's all politics at the end of the day, which, you know, it's annoying at the end of the day, but listen, I want to get stuck straight in. I fancy that fight next, I just messaged my trainer, I fancy that fight next. That's what I said, if I've got to wait, I'll wait. If I don't, I don't. It don't really bother me. All I know is I want that fight. He claims to be the best in Britain. He looked unbelievable tonight. He looked in shape. He looked great on the scales. Now that's me challenging myself against some former world champion who claims to be the best idols to rivals. That's exactly what it is. Those numbers, doesn't it? I know, I like teasing him. It's a great fight. Conor Ben, sorry Andy, Conor Ben against Kelbrook is a terrific fight. I, I mean, it would sell this place out. It would sell out the O2 Arena. It would sell out maybe a bigger stadium. Listen, wherever it is, it doesn't really matter to me. Give me in a telephone box. Look at him. He's on his phone. He's, he's, he's trying to make, trying to make a fight now. He's looking for Kel Brook. He's, he's, he's on his way backstage now. You didn't actually come to work for us tonight, did you? You came to make a fight, pal. <laughs> I didn't, but, you know, listen, I'm a fighter, and when you're put in this environment, you know, you, you can't, it can't help but draw it out of you. Yeah, you know, I'm, ju I'm just amped up and ready to go. I can't wait to my own fight night. Hopefully, be announced um, early next week, and it ain't going to be Brooke, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> A decade of failed attempts. We got it tonight. It wasn't business. It was personal, and they settled it. From everybody here in Manchester, thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to How the Fight Was Won, following Talksports live and exclusive coverage of Khan versus Brooke, where Kel Brook won the fight in the sixth round. Bad blood quashed. <laughs> <laughs>